You're listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a podcast all about pop culture that these brilliant ladies enjoy. So, heat up your kettles. It's tea time. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Tea Time. I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea. And this week's episode, we will be discussing female-led TV shows written by women versus men. Uh, But before we get into all of that, Katie, what have you been up to this week? Or two weeks? Two weeks, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Not a whole lot. I worked. Uh, We threw this, like, fabulous party for you. Yeah. Which was great. Except for the part where either the places were closed or it was raining or my car was smoking adventures it was it was a a rough adventure but it was fun um i also found out that uh one of my coworkers is in a band which was cool and he like sent me music and i was listening to it yesterday and i told him i'm like this is a band i could love (laughs) very good what kind of music uh it's like it's very kingsley-esque so like it's very um like alternative rock. It's pretty okay. good. Very I'll post nice. a link in our show notes to their YouTube page. He plays, uh, my coworker is the drummer. Um, and then also I found out that my boss uh, was starred in a short film, which was like five minutes, and he sent it to me. And I watched it while I was working, so I'm totally going to post that in the uh, show notes so people can see it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he played the husband. It was really funny. And, and he I wasn't helped. embarrassed? No, he, like, sent it to me. He was, like, because uh, he said he was an act, he, like, he had acted in India. And I was, like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> this this move, this short film was made here in the U.S. So, like, it was somebody that he knew. And they, like, called him. They're, like, hey, do you want to be in this short film? And he's, like, uh, yeah, sure. And he has, like, a few lines and everything. And he sent it to me. And I'm sitting there watching it. And I'm, like, oh, you're in trouble. Like, because the husband was getting yelled at. And I'm, like, what did you do? <laughs> And so I'll totally post it. And I told him I would talk about him on our podcast. And he's like, what's your podcast? And I'm like, I don't want you listening to my podcast. Because <laughs> you talk about work all the time. I do. Even though, like, uh, Natalie listens to us all the time. <laughs> yes. Which she's going to be in the office soon. And I'm really excited about it. She's like, it's like two weeks or so. Uh, like, I would love to meet her. I hope that we could yes. meet Yes, so like she should be back. She should be here next week. Not like next week, but like the week after. After Colleen graduates, their sister. Very nice. So, yeah. So, what have you been doing? Well, I had an awesome party uh, thrown for me. Also, went really rough. No I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Did you? That's that's interesting. <laughs> no, but it was a lot of fun. Um, very fun to see my work friends mix in with my other friends. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you call fan I don't know, you're just my friends. But yeah, it was it was interesting. Yeah, it was interesting to see people come together cuz like all of us are nerds. Mm-hmm. We're all we're all like, you know, we're all into the fandoms, the same fandoms and stuff, but yeah, it was it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And then this week I've been sick as you can hear in my lovely voice. Oh no. <laughs> Um, and just been trying to survive happy hour for Starbucks. Oh, no, but I also saw Guardians the other day. I saw it last night. 
so nice. freaking good. So freaking good. So good. I yeah, loved pe- it. People need to see it. Like stat, if you haven't yeah. seen it yet. Michelle and I went and saw it last night. We went at the like 10 o'clock showing so there wouldn't be children. Nice. I like it. Uh, in our theater because it's a Friday night. But oh my God. Baby Groot. And I, I was telling Michelle, I was like, does Disney sell like a Baby Groot plush? Because I yeah. need one. Yeah, seriously. Because he's so cute. Baby, I like teenager Groot. I am Groot. <laughs> I am Groot. He goes, I am not boring. <laughs> but oh my God, Chris Pratt is just like, I don't know how to describe him. He's all, dreamy. All around really awesome. Ah, uh, yes. And dreamy. Mm-hmm. Like, so dreamy. I, Anna Ferris, my love, well, your family very is lucky. super precious. Yes. And he's lucky to have her because oh, she's yes. amazing. And Chris Pratt. We have to take a trip to Hollywood so we can go to his star. He has a star already? Yeah, he got a star on the Walk of Fame. But we also need to go see Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn's stars because I am number one fan of them. So I need to, like, go pose by them or something. Very nice. I like it. Yeah, Chris Pratt got his star. We should go see it, yeah. We should. All right, so once again, our topic this week is female-led TV shows written by women versus men. Um, We kind of hope for this topic to be a recurring topic for us. We thought it could be an interesting way to talk about different TV shows we like or love, um, but go deeper and discuss how they stand up with others similar to them and like how similar or different they could be. We also thought it could give us a chance to discuss the way women are portrayed in media and how that could be different across different genres, and maybe later on we can get into different medias like books or movies. Because we've discussed doing, you know, uh, young adult fiction written by men versus women. We've discussed doing all kinds of stuff like that. So we hope to get more into that. So for this week specifically, we chose to talk about dramas. Um, Now, Katie and I have each chosen two different TV shows, one created or primary, primarily written by a man and one by a woman, which I have to say it was difficult to find examples for you to choose from because there are a lot of female-led dramas, but a lot of them are co-created by men and women, like a male-female duo. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so that that actually might be an interesting topic to get in itself is like male-female duo created whatever but we'll see because like you know like the good wife is co-created by a man man woman mm-hmm. but there are a lot of shows like that so katie would you like to tell the audience what shows you have chosen <laughs> yes i would um so f- i actually picked dramatically different shows it turns out i was thinking about like trying to think about like similarities and differences and i'm like they're not at all like on the same (laughs) level whatsoever. So my first show is Scandal, uh, Mm -hmm. which is on ABC. um, And it is a show that was created by Shonda Rhimes. And it's still currently airing now. So it started in 2012 and it's in its fifth season. I think it wrapped already. I don't know. I'm really behind. (laughs) I'm just saying I love the show. So for those of you who haven't seen the show... Um, I got the description of the show off the ABC website, so it's super official. Very nice. 
Um, it says everyone has a secret has secrets, and Olivia Pope has dedicated her life to protecting and defending the public images of the nation's elite by keeping those secrets under wraps. Pope's team at oh wow, Pope's team are at the top of their game when it comes to getting the job done for their clients. But it becomes apparent that these gladiators in suits who specialize in fixing the lives of other people have trouble fixing those closest at hand, their own. So this show is like, it's all about fixing other people and then they have own their own issues. It's yes. scandalous. Yes. Uh, so the lead character is uh, Olivia Pope and she's played by Carrie Washington, who is incredible and Olivia is amazing. So her character also got this description off the ABC website. Thank you, ABC. Um, yes. They're, like, down with, like, each description of, like, each of the characters. It's, like, fabulous. Um, So, Olivia Pope is the best fixer in D.C., so this show takes place in Washington, D.C., a title earned first by getting an underdog candidate elected president. She's kept it up for being the invisible hand behind problems that seem to disappear as quickly as they come. She doesn't just fix problems. She fixes people. Uh, they come to her at their lowest moment on the worst days of their lives. Olivia takes on the biggest scandals of the era, all the while trying to hide the fact that she's one of the key players in the center uh, in the center of it all. This is particularly embodied by her forbidden love affair with Fitz, otherwise, no, otherwise known as Fitzgerald Grant, the president of the United States, which has recently become public. So she... The show pretty much focuses on, like, like it's her and then her group of people because she runs a law firm, but she's a fixer. So it focuses on her with this group of people that she calls gladiators in suits and then her ties to the political part. So, like, she's close friends with uh, the White House chief of staff and then obviously, like, she has a full-blown love affair with... The president yes. and then other people. Yeah. Yes. So my second show, which is dramatically different, <laughs> is When Calls the Heart, which takes place on the Hallmark Channel. Mm-hmm. And this show also takes place in Canada. Um, it, this show is also currently airing. So it started in 2014 and it wrapped its fourth season last month. And it was created by Michael Landon Jr., Um, This show is about Elizabeth Thatcher is a young teacher accustomed to high society as she experiences culture shock when she gets her first classroom assignment in Coal Valley. Life in the small mining town is filled with challenges. A recent explosion has killed more than a dozen of the town's miners, compelling the widows to take down the men to take those men to work in the mines to earn money. Uh, Abigail Stanton, whose husband was a foreman at the site of the tragedy, welcomes Thatcher and tries to help her adjust to frontier customs. Constable Jack Thornton, also a newcomer, is not as welcoming because he believes Thatcher's wealthy father doomed his career by assigning him to Coal Valley as he, so he could protect Elizabeth. And then over time, though, Jack and Elizabeth's relationship becomes closer. Very nice. Hashtag my favorite part of the show. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the shows that I picked, first one is Quantico. Uh, that airs on ABC. Also, 
wow, ABC shows. Great job. Yep. Um, <laughs> it started in September 2015 and is on currently. It was created by Joshua Safran. I'm probably Sounds that. great. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, so quick description. Alex Parrish, a bright FBI recruit who, after graduating the FBI Academy, joins the agency and later becomes a prime suspect of a terrorist attack on Grand Central Terminal. Um, the show is split between her training at the FBI Academy and her after the terrorist attack. So it kind of jumps between two timelines, um, which is interesting because you get to see how much the characters have developed right away. So you mm-hmm. see them like, I want to say like, I think two years apart or like, yeah, I think it's like two years apart or so. Um, and Alex Parrish, the lead is played by Priyanka Chopra. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, she is a promising FBI agent, one of the best in her class, and we learn that after she graduates, she is framed for this terrorist attack. Um, and yeah, she's she's just like the best, one of the best in her class. It follows her, obviously, um, and you, you basically see her like work her way out of becoming framed for this attack. And yeah. She's super, super badass, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. My second show is Jessica Jones, uh, which was on Netflix <laughs> and started, or it premiered on Netflix November 20th, 2015. And it is, it says till present because we're expecting a new season any day now. Thank God. <laughs> It is created by Melissa Rosenberg. And the description, following the tragic end of her brief superhero career, Jessica Jones tries to rebuild her life as a private investigator, dealing with cases involving people with remarkable abilities in New York City. Now, Jessica Jones is played by Kristen Ritter, and the character is a former superhero with superhuman strength and limited flight who offers or sorry, offers, geez, who suffers from post-traumatic stress disorder, who opens her own detective agency, Alias Investigations. Kristen Ritter described her character as very rough around the edges and dry and sarcastic and a total asshole sometimes, but I think at her core, she's a good person. So yeah, so my shows are pretty similar. Yeah, not not mine. (laughs) But yours are very different. But I think we can still discuss kind of what makes these shows different and similar and maybe why they're affected by being written or created by a man versus woman. Mm -hmm. Um, So between your two shows, Katie, what would you say are the differences? Um, Well, I mean, it's strikingly obvious that like scandal takes place like in our modern time. So Mm -hmm. scandal takes place in line with like the way that our politics are in this country. Mm -hmm. So it pretty much follows that. And it also like grabs things from like in the actual news. So like they will grab current events and like transform it into an episode. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas when calls the heart takes place in the uh, wild west almost. I mean, it's in Canada, but I mean, it takes place in rural western, like early 
Like, in the past. It takes place, like, yes. it's very different. Nowhere near the present. <laughs> Nowhere near the present. So, like, the way that, uh, like, things uh, unfold and happen, you have to remember that they are within a specific time period. So, the way that the culture and the customs and all that stuff are very different from the way that things are now. Mm-hmm. So things that you would be like, oh, that is awful. I can't believe that's happening. Um, you also have to remember that that was considered commonplace during that time period, which obviously, like, to a certain extent, you're like, that is terrible. I can't believe, like, this actually, like, that this is going on. And do they do they kind of highlight it in a way that that shows that it's kind of wrong? Like. Like, in the way, like, Mad Men would always kind of, like, show you, like, yeah, they used to be real sexist back in the day. (laughs) Um, They do have a tendency to kind of, uh, they kind of do kind of a twofold thing. So, Elizabeth's character, she comes from, like, a high society family, and she moves into this rural uh, mining country town to become a teacher. So, she's not, they very highlight like how much she stands out from the rest of the people who live there mm-hmm. and how she can't cook, she can't ride a horse, she can't do this, can't do that because that's not how she was raised. She was very silver spoon. Yeah. Like, that's how it was. But I mean, eventually, like as the show progresses, she starts to like figure stuff out on her own. So, they do highlight like her progression to becoming more accustomed to the area that she does live in, but they also focus heavily on, like, see, she can't cook. She sucks. She's terrible. Like, she can't cook at all. Whereas there is, they always, they hooked her up with somebody who is very capable, who grew up Mm -hmm. in an area like that, um, and who owns, uh, like, a diner uh, Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So they do, like, couple her with somebody who has all of those abilities, but it's also like to show the stark difference between the two female characters. Okay. To show that class difference. Yeah. To show like, cause her clothes are like so much nicer and like all this stuff. And whereas they're like, mm-hmm. Oh, we bought our clothes. Like I made my clothes and mm-hmm. she's like, Oh, my clothes come from like, she's not like that, but I mean like her <laughs> clothes and all that stuff are uh, very different. So like her, how she was raised really shows shows like is a big highlight of the show okay interesting um are there would you say there are any differences in the writing styles um i would say yeah because so with scandal um shonda rhimes does write a lot of the episodes like specifically i noticed that she writes a lot of the pilot and finale episodes Mm -hmm. and then any of like the really big episodes uh shonda rhimes will write yeah. Or is it like heavily or co-write or something like that will be heavily involved in those like big episodes. Um, the way that Olivia's character is written is that she is like she is somebody that has that her mere presence on the screen is super powerful mm-hmm. and like can't be ignored. And the way that I mean, the show does focus a lot on her relationships with like her romantic relationship because it's like a huge part of the show, mm-hmm. but also it, um, like you can see her independence and her power and her, uh, uh, just like, I don't know how to describe it. Just like this aura of like, this is a person that I would want to be like, like how she just, nothing that anybody says to her, like it, 
she just walks through this world uh, with, like, I don't know, like, this kind of power that you don't see very often on TV mm-hmm. with uh, with female characters because it's so focused on her and it's her relationship with other male characters, also her relationship with other female characters and how she doesn't put up with anybody's crap. And it that's very different from the way that When Calls the Heart is written. Mm-hmm. It's much more mellow. And yeah. that show is predominantly written by men. Mm-hmm. I noticed, and uh, I mean, it could just be the the style of show is much more like mellowed out. So, like things that affect her actually are affecting the whole town, whereas like scandals will either just simply affect a character within scandal, mm-hmm. or it'll affect her and then her effect on all the rest of the characters. Yeah. Whereas it's a big like. I don't know. It's like a group thing with when calls the more heart. more of an ensemble kind of in a way. Like it focuses more on yeah. the ensemble. It it does. I mean, like it's very clear that Elizabeth is the main character, but like it focuses so much on her relationship with Jack Thornton, um, and then also like her relationship with um, with like the woman that she lives with, uh, the girl who uh, Abigail. Sorry, Abigail Stanton, mm-hmm. who runs the the diner. Gotcha. And like her being a teacher, whereas, like, Scandal is, like, Olivia all the time, 100%, which I love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, so I would say the differences between my shows are obviously one's a superhero, one is not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's a there's a difference that I actually find with a lot of shows uh, written between men versus women is I find that women write... Uh, female characters strong but a lot more flawed whereas I feel like a lot of male written shows like their female leads are a lot less flawed if that makes sense so for an example the the character in Quantico Alex Parrish she's super strong she's super like just can is capable best in her class but like her biggest downfall is that she cares so much because when she was younger, she she killed someone in protecting her mom. And like that is like her downfall. Like that's like her her quote unquote weakness is that she she cares like she she wants to protect people so much that sometimes it can be her downfall in trying to protect people is that she she cares too much that where she can become unfocused, if that makes sense. But that's not really a flaw, you know? Uh-huh. It's it's kind of like, it's like when you say in an interview, like, oh, my biggest like weakness is that I care too much, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so unfortunate for you. Yes. Whereas Jessica Jones, like, she's an alcoholic. She's <laughs> she an asshole. Problems. She's a jerk, you know? She she's a little more rough, but like she's still very real, you know. And mm-hmm. say say within Scandal, like she is awesome, and like even in the pilot, they really glorify Olivia Pope, like they really make her to be this like perfect person. But yet her like she's sleeping with the president, she's having an affair with the she's, president. 
No, like what you're saying is totally true because if you look at like Olivia, like she has got some serious issues. Like her dad at crazy, her mom was like a terrorist and all this stuff happens to her. Like she gets kidnapped and like she is sleeping with the president. (laughs) Yeah. Who's married. And then you look at Elizabeth Thornton Oh, not Thornton. Elizabeth Thatcher. Sorry, I'm already getting them married to cuff my couple. Um, But you look at Elizabeth and it is not like her biggest downfall is being rich. Yeah, exactly. That's like her her big thing. Like she grew up in a high society family is like her big flaw. And I yeah. And there's nothing I don't think anything wrong with that. Like, I think. Maybe men are a little more scared to make a woman flawed because one they don't want to come off as trying to, I don't know. Like they, they don't want to come off making a character like bad, like a woman, a female character bad. They don't want to like, I feel like they would get more crap for making a female character flawed than a woman would because does that make yeah. sense? Does that make sense? What I'm trying to say? No. Like, no, yeah, yeah, I do. Because like, I feel it's like, like they would oh, be so you think we're <laughs> yeah. Like, Oh, so you think that we're all like this? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas I feel like a woman has a more of an opportunity to to show the flaws of a female character. Plus, like they've lived it, you know, like they they know kind of um, what flaws women have and what they you know, how they can deal with it, but how they can also still be a strong character or a empowering character while having these flaws. Like, I feel like women understand that, like. You know, just because we're a quote-unquote strong female character doesn't mean we have to be perfect 100% of the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's also, too, that you can see um, that, like, a lot of it, too, like, when you look at Olivia, like, her... Because, uh, like, a lot of the times is they put... Um, they try to make... Sometimes writers will try to make women, like, more feminine mm-hmm. or less feminine, depending on their attitude. Mm-hmm. Like the attitude that's written for their character, whereas like Olivia is both super feminine, super beautiful, and super don't take your crap. Yes, exactly. Um, so she's like the whole package. Mm-hmm. Um, like Elizabeth is very beautiful, and she you know always dresses like I mean like you have to remember for the time frame like very toned yes. down like the mm-hmm. way that they dress. Um, but she's like really beautiful, but it's also a big deal when they like rough her up a little bit. Like, oh, mm-hmm. she was like stuck out in the woods or she was working in the coal mine. So it's like they try to showcase, uh, they focus a little bit more on how beautiful she is. And then like it's such a big deal when she's not, when she's like way rough around the edges. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Alex Parrish, like she is. She is gorgeous 100% of the time to the point where you're like, how is your Mm -hmm. hair? How is your hair like that after being up for 48 hours straight trying to do (laughs) her her makeup? is I'm telling you, like her makeup is flawless. And I'm like, girl, but like Jessica Jones, like she looks rough. (laughs) she's she's a mess all the time which i you know i feel like that's much more real because of like everything that 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 jessica jones has been through in -hmm. her life and then she's an alcoholic there's no way that she's gonna look perfect yeah i'm telling you because if she did i'm like all the time (laughs) 
She's so pretty. I've seen, I've seen like um, some episodes from season one of Quantico, and I'm like, her hair. It's like it's what flawless. you were saying. It's flawless. I'm like, my hair looks like crap. 24-7. Like, she's like, oh, so, just, go, just going off, you know, just got back from a jog, like a five-mile jog, and her hair is, like, in this perfect ponytail. I'm like, no. <laughs> bullshit. That's I mean, BS, dude. I mean, that's just TV. That's just TV. But, I know. like, it, it's, like, a little extra, I feel like. Yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, like, I've seen on other shows, like, where a character goes through a rough time, and, like, yeah, their character doesn't have makeup on, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it is possible to show that, but so what are you, what would you say are the big similarities between male and female written shows or um, the shows I, that we picked? I, I've noticed that at least between these two shows is that, um, that even with them being predominantly written by, you know, by the different genders that they do focus a lot on relationships like mm-hmm. romantic relationships, like Scandal, very much focused on the relationship between her and then and the president, and then later on her relationship with Jake and any of the other people that she had um, romantic relationships with, like that became a big focal point of the show. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with When Calls the Heart is that the show didn't start out with this romantic relationship, but that was immediately the direction that they were headed with the relationship between her and Constable Thornton. And it's also showing a very, uh, like, it, it has different takes on those relationships, but it still focuses on romantic relationships. But also I've noticed that it also highlights uh, the lead character's relationship with other female characters between the mm-hmm. two. Like sometimes with male shows that they, when they highlight those female relationships, they don't highlight them in a good way. Like there's always some sort of like jealousy or um, pitting against each other, pitting against each other. And I mean, there is that in when calls the heart, like there is a little bit of that jealousy and a little of pitting against each other. Um, but her Elizabeth's relationship with Abigail is fantastic. Mm hmm. And in Scandal, you see her, Olivia's relationship with Abby is, um, it's not so great now, but (laughs) it was really good in the beginning of the show. Like, Abby worked for her, but um, her relationship with her and then her relationship that she has with Quen and even with Melly, the president's wife, and uh, even with her, the relationship is still fraught with, like, jealousy and all those troubles and obviously because she's sleeping with her husband um Mm -hmm. there's still like all of that stuff but even out of all of that olivia is still able to build a positive strong relationship with Mm melly which was incredible based on the fact that she was sidelining her husband for like (laughs) seasons yes yes and years technically with the way the show is yeah, so. no, I would definitely agree. Like, for my shows, like, they're both, they both have challenging love lives. You know, like, um, Alex is never, she she's with one guy for most of the time. It, and they are really happy together, but they, like, there's circumstances with their jobs and, and things that happen that, like, always kind of keep them apart. So it's like, 
she's all like they don't focus on it too too much because there's too much going on in the show but like they do always bring it back up where mm-hmm. it's like it it never goes away like even when there's like the most dramatic thing going on but they're like but are we still good like <laughs> like this is not the time to focus on your relationship but uh same with jessica jones like she she obviously finds it trouble to have a relationship because of obvious reasons <laughs> uh Kilgrave. Kilgrave. but they both they both struggle in their love lives i feel like Mm-hmm. And, um, but the one thing I do really like is that they, they both have, um, good relationships with their friends around them. Um, Jessica has a really good relationship with Trish. Obviously it can get, you know, when they get mad at each other, oh whatever, God. but, but they're still like, they're still super close and they care about each other deeply. Um, and Alex is the same way with the other women in her FBI uh, Academy class like she forms she forms a bond with them and like I mean she kind of forms a bond with everyone there like they're all like in it together but you could tell like she develops really good friendships with the women in her class and Mm -hmm. supports them no matter what Um, and and even tries to understand them when they're not making the best decisions and I think Mm -hmm. that's really nice so um yeah, so I think we talked about kind of what these shows focus on. They do tend to focus on a lot of the relationships and whatnot. Um, would you say maybe one is better over the other? So I had a really hard time with this question because mm-hmm. I like both shows for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um as for like its portrayal of a leading female character, I think Scandal is a much better show mm-hmm. because it really highlights not just like how she is with the people around her and how she is in her relationships, but also how she survives on her own. And also she's like a single woman in uh, in Washington, D.C. who owns her own business and people come to her when they need her. Like when, mm-hmm. like she doesn't come to them; they come to her. And she has yeah. these strong ties with big names within, you know, within Washington D.C. with actors, with all of these different people. Because her ability to handle situations is just incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, like, despite the fact that she has that, like, some she has some serious flaws going on, especially with, like, her salacious relationship with a married man and all that stuff. But um, in that respect, I think that show is better. I like When Calls the Heart a lot better because I'm a bit, like, in a different respect because of, um, I really like those lovey-dovey relationships and where that show isn't that everything is not the end all be all of the entire world or country or whatever like scandal is. Yeah. The show is anything that happens is only affecting the town. Mm -hmm. So like things will happen and you get like sucked into the drama. Mm -hmm. Um, But in the end, like you care so much about like everybody that's in the town Mm -hmm. and also like that relationship between Jack and Elizabeth, like, forever like I am totally like obsessively in love with that relationship and I think that show like that's part of the reason that I watch that show is because Mm -hmm. of that particular 
aspect. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would have to say it's hard for me to choose which one is better, too, because I like them for very different reasons. I think they both portray female character or female lead characters very well too like as much as i think alex parish could be like a little bit more flawed at times um they're both they're both very strong they're both very um good at what they do they command that presence and um they're both like they're compassionate to other people you know they they want to help they want to do good they want to be the hero um but I probably would have to, like, if I had to choose, I would pick Jessica Jones just because it's a bit more well-rounded, whereas sometimes Quantico can just be, like, it, it'll it focus on the characters very much, but it more, it, it can change the character depending on what plot they want to go with if that, at times. Oh, so, no, that's so bad. Like... Well, what they'll do is that instead of saying like, oh, we're just changing the character, it's like, oh, no, there's a twist. And that's oh. that's why they like it's like, oh, that person that you thought you knew. It's like it, there. Here's a twist. Like, <laughs> yeah. so, um, yeah, I feel like Jessica Jones focuses more like on the character rather than the plot. I feel like it also feels more real. Mm-hmm. Jessica Jones does, even though it has that superhero aspect to it. It's so much more from, like, a person watching it. It's so much more relatable. Yes, exactly. Whereas I don't feel like I could ever do what Alex Parrish does. <laughs> nope. Um, do you think there's a trend for current shows versus older shows in regards to how uh, shows make up their female leads? Um, I think that current shows now have they're willing to take that risk I guess like it's a greater risk because like you can see how different of a character um, I mean I I know both of my shows are current but if you compare like say um, I'm trying to think of like an older show that you could compare like Olivia Pope's character to like even uh, like it's just it's very different oh like okay so get um, a show that's similar to When Calls the Heart is Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman Mm-hmm. Like, they're almost identically the same show, except, like, she's a doctor and she's a teacher. Yeah. Um, but, like, if you compare those shows, they have, um, they kind of did similar things between the two of them. But it seems that the show um, now is taking more risk in letting, um, maybe that's wrong. It's like, I feel like it, maybe it's less risk with the women, like, with how that show is created. Because... They were, like, doing some crazy stuff with Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, and they're not even touching half that stuff in this show. Well, no, that's that's interesting <laughs> to think about, is that maybe shows like that are are a bit more afraid nowadays maybe. to go to extreme. Like, maybe those, yeah. those type of shows are gearing towards more of a wholesome audience, maybe, would you yeah, say? Yeah, and, and they're much more... PC, I want to say, because like uh, Doctor Quinn Medicine Woman took place like and like it's like the show was made in the nineties, so they picked a little bit more like maybe I don't want to say like racier, but like they picked more topics that would be 
probably not okay to talk about on TV now or like people are afraid to mention because that show focused a lot on the United States Western world. So there was like Native Americans and all that stuff. So Mm -hmm. there was a lot of like uh, stuff like focused on that. Okay. Whereas this doesn't have any of that kind of aspect. Okay. But they still like, you know, they still like focus on like the outsiders and all that stuff coming into the town. And, but this show, like almost everybody in this show is white. <laughs> yeah. So, it's which not- is also a part of a problem. Whereas like Dr. Quinn had people that were of color and people of other races, ethnicities, all that stuff. Whereas this show, like everybody in this show, I think is white. Okay. Yeah. So, in, in a way, it's almost. Like that, like that type of show has kind of gone backwards in a way. Yeah, where like, which is also a huge stark difference between that and Scandal. Like Scandal, like it's very diverse. Like their leading woman is a woman of is is an African American woman, and she mm-hmm. is like incredible every step of the way. I mean, like the president is still that stereotypical white male, white mm-hmm. Republican male. But the big fight for this season was to get a female president. So it's like, yeah, they're doing a lot more and like pushing forward towards like having it be more uh, now, like more mm-hmm. in the now. And it's like touching all those subjects that are here, that are present, that are in our face. Mm-hmm. And they're not afraid to like show the ugly side of the things that have been happening. Yeah. I feel like in a way Quantico is kind of taking taking that step from like shows like scandal, like how to get away with murder, like all the Shonda type shows where they're putting a woman of color as the female lead and making everyone around her as diverse as the world kind of is. Cause Quantico is actually very diverse. Um, I think they do a great job in that. I feel like shows like that in general are, are finally becoming a little bit more diverse in regards to casting. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones like the catch, even though the two leads are technic are, are white, like the, the people around them are more diverse. Um, trying to think of like other shows like this. <laughs> um, Madam secretary, that's a little on the white side, but there, there are definitely people around that. It's like, it's like, I feel like, but definitely like older shows, like there wouldn't be a show like Quantico or Scandal. I feel like back in the day, would you say? Uh Um, yeah. Like a, like a, a female FBI agent, like, or a, you know, a person think, of color, like being an almost like a dramatic action type show. Um, I feel like maybe not. I mean, like the closest show that I can think of that had a female character that was crazy awesome would be like uh, Law and Order SVU, which is procedural mm-hmm. cop show. Um, because that show, like she was very much in the mix and that show always touched stuff. Mm-hmm. But that show's been on for so long and it was... Like, that one is strikingly different from its counterpart, which was, like, regular Law & Order, which was, mm-hmm. you know, they had a diverse cast, but also not, like, the person who ran that department that was focused on was a woman, mm-hmm. but the leading detectives were not. 
Yeah. I feel like that show specifically has changed from when it started to, to now. Oh, yeah. I've watched, I've pretty much seen all 400 plus episodes of Law and Order SVU. And you can tell how different that show was when it first started mm-hmm. compared to where it is right now. Yeah. So I feel like having a, having a female lead has become like more common nowadays, mm-hmm. whereas before it was not definitely so not so common, um, especially for, I feel like dramas. I feel like especially nowadays female led dramas are becoming a lot bigger. We've got we had The Good Wife, we had Madam Secretary, Quantico Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder. I'm trying to think of others, but there's like there's a lot of them now. Oh, there's whereas, so many. Whereas like before, like having a specifically drama cuz I I feel like female led comedies are definitely not a new thing, but for dramas it's more focused on men. Yeah. And it always kind of has been. So it's nice to have like, we can actually like list a number of shows that have female lead led, like it has female lead now. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, um, obviously our styles vary very much. Um, I feel like that's, that's also kind of a, a thing that could maybe be expanded in, in regards to dramas. I feel like, I feel like the dramas feel like they have to be like, Oh, such serious. I mean, well, when calls the heart is very different to like the other shows that we're talking about, Mm -hmm. but I feel like the trend nowadays is to put a super strong, uh, uh, female character in like a typically man's position I feel like does that make sense yeah sorry we've seen a lot where where uh like they're now um not afraid to be putting women in those roles that are typically dominated by men so like you have a a tv show all about a female superhero which Mm -hmm is superheroes are predominantly men. And it's not just like Jessica Jones, but you also have Supergirl, mm-hmm. which is a female-led show that's dominant, that's a female superhero. Yeah. And then you have shows like Scandal and then How to Get Away with Murder, which it's this How to Get Away with Murder is a woman lawyer that's a professor. Mm-hmm. And Scandal is also a woman lawyer who is... Like, everybody comes to her because there's nobody as good as her in her mm-hmm. position. Yep. Um, and then, like, even uh, when Calls the Heart, uh, she's a female teacher, which isn't, a, like, wasn't extremely well-known during that time, which is also why Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman was such a big deal, too, because she's a female doctor during mm-hmm. the Wild West time. And they actually thought she was a man when they hired her. Because they thought her name her name was Dr. Michaela Quinn, and they called her Dr. Mike. And they thought she was a man, which yeah. is why they hired her. And then they find out she's a woman. Oh, no. Big scandal. <laughs> <laughs> so, as, as awesome as that is, breaking those stereotypes, um, do you think that they're focusing so far on that that they maybe forget, like other types of women does that make sense um 
Yes. Like, do, do you think it could be like a little bit more diverse in regards to the different types of leads? Um, I feel like they could definitely. I mean, Scandal has so many different types of uh, of women on that show. Like they're all from different. Um, like you know, like Olivia is the lead, and then you have somebody who's like Abby, but they they kind of warped her character a little bit, which mm-hmm. I don't like. Um, they've made her overly power hungry, mm-hmm. and kind of like I don't want to say destroyed her character, but that's kind of how it feels like. Yeah, because I always liked her character, but then they just sort of like ruined her. It was kind of that thing like you can't just give some people that clipboard. Yeah. Like they go crazy and they gave her a clipboard and wrote her character to be crazy. And she's doing some super awful, horrible things now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they're trying to show like the stark difference between the two because they're like, this is what happens when Abby gets power. And this is what happens when Olivia gets it. But they're still both like super power hungry, but in different ways. Yeah. That makes sense. So it's like. I don't know. They even they kind of show the stark difference too. Even in when calls the heart, like the differences between the different female characters. Like you have the happy go lucky, uh, flirty actress, and then you have the more conservative, not so flirty, doesn't know what she's doing with her life teacher, and mm-hmm. then you have the woman who is a widower. Yeah. So it's like so. So you would say that it probably all like there is already a pretty good diverse of different characters in dramas. Yeah, they do. They try to do a good diverse group of characters, but sometimes they kind of fall into stereotype, which is always kind of a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's nice if they, if they do fall into that stereotype, it's good when they like call it out mm-hmm. and like focus on like how terrible it is. Like this is, this is bad. Like they do that in like in crazy ex-girlfriend, which <gasps> only. When we get there, talk. So proud of you. Yeah, they <laughs> they stick them in stereotypes, but then call it out mm-hmm. and like show like this is terrible. And they do do that a lot in. Um, I've noticed that they do do that kind of often in Scandal, where like if they fall into a stereotype, they call it out. Yeah, of, and like, say kind of why it's not like the it greatest. why yeah or like she'll like point it out like hardcore like why are you being like this like that's mm-hmm. like you're so much more than that kind of thing. Yes. So, uh, some might say that this topic is saying that we're, we should have maybe just men or just women write female characters, but that's not what we're saying at all, right? No. (laughs) So would you say that it is important to have a diverse writer's room for a TV show in order to provide more well-rounded characters in regards to leads and both genders, maybe? Um, yes, I think that, uh, both men and women writers do play off of each other very well. And you can see that a lot of times in like those big episodes that are co-written by both the male and a female writer. Um, I like, I like shows that kind of rat, like have a majority of not a majority, but like a good mix of both. Like when calls the heart is majority men mm-hmm. that write that show. Whereas scandal has a nice mix Mm-hmm. And Shonda Rhimes has very hands-on on that show, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have a good mix because it helps to play off of each other. And then when you have that good mix, you can kind of compare like how they write 
those episodes between the two, like this is a show, this was an episode was written by a man versus an episode written by a woman or yes. co-authored. Um, but it brings in those disp- different perspectives, which is what you want. Um, yes. Especially like in shows like Jessica Jones, like you want a different perspective on um, not just on a female lead, but a female lead that is totally messed up. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and even like on Quantico, because you have uh, a woman that's definitely in a predominantly male like field mm-hmm. and you want to see uh, like the way that her character um, interacts with other people around her. But also you want to have that mix of the writing styles and the way that people write um, both male and female characters and how those intermix together to yes. like create a good show. Because if you have just one or just the other, it's probably not going to be as good of a show as well, you yeah. have if they were both. Exactly. So, like, the male characters are going to become not quite as they would normally be, and, like, the female characters maybe not quite as they normally would be. But if you have both, they can provide that insight to where, like, the male and female characters actually feel like real people and not, like, yes. a female-tinted version or a male-tinted version of that character. Which is why, like, Jessica Jones feels so real. Mm-hmm. Like, the way that that show is, like, it's relatable. Like, mm-hmm. Scandal is also kind of relatable, but it's still very, like, fantastic and large. Yes. Um, because of, like, her position and who she is. Uh, whereas When Calls the Heart isn't as relatable. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, it could be the time frame in which it takes place. Yeah, time frame. And I'm American, not Canadian, so, like, customs are different and things mm-hmm. are a bit different. So it's not as relatable, but you can still find aspects within that show where you're like, oh, yeah, like I would totally do something like that. Yeah. So. Awesome. Well, I think that pretty much wraps it up for this episode. We hope that you kind of enjoyed this type of discussion. We hope to talk about other genres and maybe other forms of media and this type of discussion. Um, If you'd like to hear more from us, you please let us know. Uh, you can email us at t with kc at gmail.com. And the show notes for this episode and every episode are up on our website, teatimewithkc.com. Just remember that's the letter K and the letter C. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at teatimewithkc. And last but not least, if you could subscribe and rate us on iTunes and Stitcher, that would be amazing to help us reach more people. Yes. Thank you for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Join us next time for another cup of tea.